Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. So on today's episode number one, the long hello, we will talk a little bit about who we are. We will touch on our daily practices that help keep our nervous systems regulated and also about herdbound behavior, what we can do about it if we feel like we might be playing a part in it and if it's normal or not. So if you guys listen to this episode, like it, please share it, and let's get in there and spill the tea. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber. This is our very first episode. Yay. Um, We thought today would be a good and appropriate day to start with just a little bit of you getting to know us, if you don't know us at all, who we are and like what we do, because we barely know. So, <laughs> so we should talk about that. <laughs> and then um, we'll dive into questions usually. I don't know. Um, how do you, like, we're definitely going to set an intention at the beginning of every one of the episodes and try to get to a few questions, however many fit in. And so um, that'll be the plan for today. And we'll just see what happens. So. Intention wise, what are you feeling like? It feels good to you. I'm kind of feeling like we just want to set the intention that people who are drawn to this video are people who are like in the receptive mode that are open to the information and they really are looking for kind of deeper answers with their courses and not just necessarily what they want to hear. It feels like the intention for maybe the entire podcast, and we can talk a little bit about how this was born too, I guess, um, because we didn't know it was going to be a podcast, (laughs) um, (laughs) is to really be able to deliver the information that the horses want you to know. And that sometimes it's hard to hear because it bumps up against our ego and our identity and like the beliefs we have. And that can be probably the most uncomfortable part about learning actually what your horses want you to hear. So it feels like between the two of us, we thought there is a way to do that. And if we can help people with that, then that's what it feels like I want to be able to do for people. Right. I mean, it feels feels like that's kind of what we both bring. Um, I can kind of do the human stuff and Shaylee does the animal stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I guess maybe for this particular episode, it's really hoping to set the intention that people understand that we're coming from like just an authentic and like um, caring space. Yeah. and, And making sure that it's just getting yourself into a space where you can, you can hear stuff in any of these episodes that are like, oh gosh, because I know that's happened to me um, before with different things and through this on this journey and using a lot of grace with yourself. If it's something you have been doing, they're trying to not leave a lot of room for being hard on yourself. Just a lot of 
oh, I didn't understand at the time. Now here forward, what can I do different? How can I honor my horse and myself in, in a way that feels good? You know, not necessarily feeling like shit because, oh my gosh, I've been doing this the whole time. I had no idea. Well, you didn't know. And they know you don't know. You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of grace um, and a lot of just acceptance of the situation. And then what do you do forward from where you're at? I think is like a big thing. Definitely. Definitely. So my dog is squeaking a toy in the background and I'm going to have to go and shut my door. (laughs) Just when you think you have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, someone whips out a squeaky toy. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the call. So I know um, that always happens to me. So how are you feeling about let's do the introductions? Um who are you and what do you do? (laughs) Shaylee Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that. Who am I? Um Okay. So I was thinking about this a little bit. Um, well, you and I have been talking about this for like a while now because we haven't wanted to like label ourselves and then maybe we had a label for ourselves, but we kind of like outgrew it. And now we're in this like phase of what exactly do we want to call ourselves? So I feel, so at this point in time, I think animal communicator is still the best thing to call myself. Like as far as an actual label, But it's just so interesting because like, I feel like I don't just listen to animals and communicate the information. I like guide them. I listen to their inner being. I like move energy. I share my knowledge with others. I feel like I um, help people really like problem solve. And I guess at the basis of what I do, I kind of help people realize what they already know through the guidance of their animal. Um, And then I think one of the biggest things that, well, I I don't think I've had a lot of people tell me that one of the biggest things that kind of they appreciate that I've like woven into my work is that I learned so much. And then I'm like super eager, sometimes almost too eager to like share the info. So like if a animal comes to me and they're like, oh, I have pain in my right side. I'm like, okay, they have pain in their right side. And I like divvy out all that info. And I'm like, so do you follow X, Y, and Z? Or have you read like this book or that book? And I always want to like tell them what's going on and then have like a solution or an answer. So I, I feel like I, yeah, that's a big part of what I do. And I know I was kind of just talking to you recently about how I've been getting all these like little feelings and I totally do contain myself to animals because it's like what I really love. It's what feels safe. But if I will allow my energy, I can totally connect to like human energy and just like a bunch of other stuff that I have not tried to (laughs) dive into yet. (laughs) I think my favorite part about you as a communicator, um, because I know a few, but that is my favorite part. It was like the moment that I really clicked in my head when you were talking about how the animals will give you symbols and the more you know about the body or the more information you have about those specific things, like the more specific you can be to pass on to the owner. So that for some reason that, you know, if there's a communicator that 
doesn't have that information, they can only give you what they know to the scope of their understanding. So to have a communicator who's like so hungry for the knowledge and knows so much about so many things as far as the body or whatever else it means and can be so specific, I feel like that's what sets you apart, right? It's because a lot of, I feel like a lot of communicators that I hear, because I haven't talked to a lot, just you and my other one that I have, um, will say it's all general information, right? It's, you know, oh, there's some soreness in the right hind. You should look into it where, you know, you can be more specific because you know what's happening in the right hind. You know what I mean? And you can point people, like you said, to the right people, you know, for them to dive deeper. I think that's such a powerful thing that I think clicked to me one time and I was like, oh my gosh. Like that is kind of a, the piece that is missing for a lot of communication. I'm not missing because everyone has their own spot, but that makes you sort of a completely different level. Um, that's what always was the most impressive thing for me when you were doing that. Um, and then also, yeah, right. It's funny because you're like, I'm an animal communicator, but we already know it's all just energy, right? So energy is energy. So it, you know, staying, it's, it's funny to hear people talk. Cause like what my my thing is, right? I like hone in on what people are saying, right? And it's like, I stick to animals, but you know full well that there's all the other stuff that you just haven't let yourself dive into yet. The evolution of oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like talked to someone's husband the other day that was non-physical and like, I, I could probably dive into the human stuff more if I wanted to. And I, sometimes like humans really do have messages for their people and the animal will like force them in. And then I like tell myself it's fine because I'm like, Oh, the animal's bringing them in. So like, I'll talk to your grandpa for you. Like, here's what they have to say. But yeah, knowledge I think is something that's like, and that's, what's hard too, is like, um, I never read when I get tagged, uh, like if someone's looking for a communicator recommendation, I never read those things when I get tagged because so many people will comment, oh, I talked to one, but she didn't know anything. She told me like a yellow bucket and that was it. And it really is like, it really is true. The more you know, the more you can really help them because they, they literally just can't show you something that you don't understand except one dog, I will say, this has only happened to me once ever, where I was talking to a dog, but she belonged to another communicator. And that communicator had a shit ton of knowledge. So she literally led me letter by letter to Google her diagnosis, so that I could talk about the fact that it was in her lungs. And that was the only place that they didn't check. And it was so accurate. And it was blastomycosis. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. Now I know it's a fungal infection that affects the body. And like, I literally had to Google it, but I do think there's an element of, um, and it's probably like this for you when you're working with people and their horses, we are connecting with them real time, like to their current bodies and their physical state. But like the larger part of all of us is non-physical. So everyone has a higher self, every animal, every person. And like those animals are connecting to the inner being or the higher selves of their people. And that's how some of that info gets brought to fruition too. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> so what do you do? Because I had people who were like, I fucking love Amber's vibe. Like she's super cool. She's so giggly. She's this and that. What does she do? And I'm like, I don't know, but she has these cute minis that like go around in her sessions and 
people pet them and she makes a lot of people cry and I, she does a lot of energy work and breath work. But like, if you asked me exactly what she does, I don't think she's a trainer. So why don't you, why don't you explain? <laughs> um, I really, I can only come up with like coach feels like, okay. It feels like coaches like tell you. And I feel like every word that I've come up with, I was cleaning stalls this morning and, um, and that's what I kind of thought of like trainer doesn't resonate because I don't feel like a train horses. Um, and it, it feels a lot very parallel to like me saying I'm a coach. Cause I feel like while I am guiding people into the correct direction, I don't want to take away anybody's, um, feeling that they can do this stuff. Like they, I don't want anyone to think they need me. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think for me, it's like about reminding people that they know. And I think what I do in every session, whether it's the mirror sessions or it's a one-on-one session or, you know, whatever I'm doing, it feels like I am just guiding people back to who they really are. Just reconnecting connection. I, I used to call myself a confidence and connection coach which feels pretty suitable. Um, and I don't know why it makes me go like, well, a little bit, but it is right. It's like, I'm a connection coach. Are you disconnected from your body? Okay. I have something for you to do there. Are you disconnected from your horse? Oh, it's just cause you're disconnected from yourself. Oh, reconnect there. And then we'll worry about the horse. Right. Um, so I feel like no matter what I'm doing, I am just reconnecting people back to themselves in whatever modality feels like is necessary. Cause I've done the breath work thing. I've done the theta. Um, the horse training thing I've done for so long. And I think that one of the things I'm good at is listening to what people say and the words will like pink, pink, like kind of pop out. And I can hear the underlying belief systems that people will have through their words. And that is really, it's like I'm an excavator, right? Like I'm like, let me dig around, ask you enough questions to find out the root cause of why you're manifesting the stuff you are. Like what's bringing your situations, your relationships, all of these things into your space right now. Because if we're going to talk about like law of attraction and stuff, if it's showing up, it's because there's something about your vibration that's calling it in, which is really uncomfortable <laughs> when you have friends that tell you that. Because I um I had said, oh, my clients this, my clients that over the last couple of days. And my friend Mandy was like, well, it means there's something going on in your own vibration. Even if it's showing up in your clients, it's it's you too. And I was like, <laughs> wait what do you mean <laughs> Ew, what do you mean and she's like yeah when I'm going through shit it seems like so are my clients and I was like oh, okay mm-hmm. so it's just interesting to um to be able to hear what people say have the little things pop up and then let's just ask questions about those things because that is what you're manifesting you know your belief systems I think you can have like positive thoughts and affirmations and they work to a certain point but if there's something really deeply ingrained in your subconscious like that's really what's going to keep showing up so try to excavate to the root of all the things what can we get to how far can we go and then can we sort it out there and then everything else sort of restacks itself so I guess I'm a if I was going to say coach then I could say I'm a confidence or a connection coach, maybe. As I don't think, I think I don't like it because it's like connection coach. Like it like goes to, I don't know why, but that's basically, I coach people to connect with themselves, with their horses. I think that's the basic gist of it. Well, that's what I can come up with. I'm a connection coach. 
I don't like the way that sounds, but yeah, I love that. Well, and like, I feel like you do a lot of like empowering people too. And because you do work a lot with like deliberately creating. And I feel like there's a lot of people who really don't understand that like we are deliberate creators and we do bring everything into our experience. And so I'm sure when people come to you, sometimes there's that mentality of like, this keeps happening to me, to me, to me, you know, and you can kind of help guide them through that in like a super positive way. And like, it is so true that, um, like just those little thoughts add up. Like I was texting you the other day and I was like, I wasted the day on sleep. And you were like, no, you invested in resting. And I was like, oh shit, that is like so true. But that is such a dominant, like that was such a quick little zinger, but it was so relevant to like so many things because like me as a person, if I am resting when it's like daylight out or whatever, I totally have this belief system where I'm like, this is not cool. You should be like up and doing something. So you are really good at picking up just even in casual conversation, like picking something out that someone says and you're like, but what if you look at it this way? <laughs> so annoying. But it's like it's- a little playful way that like, it's like, oh yeah, damn. And then it sticks with me. <laughs> and I think that's the part of, I think the part of both of us that we have going in our personalities is that we do spend a lot of time delivering like pretty heavy holding space for heavy things, delivering heavy messages, um, hearing heavy messages and heavy things. So, but who we are as people are, is like pretty light and it's like pretty fun. And so I think there's this um, ability to like diffuse a lot of that, right. And make it not quite as heavy and make, make it not quite as dark where it's like, okay, yeah, that's, it's a big thing. But like, we're also, we signed up for this and we're human beings and we're supposed to experience all of this stuff. And I feel like in each of those like hard situations, that is where when you bring in like law of compensation, like something has to give to come in. Right. And so it's like this, you're going to go through this really tough, like understanding and new learning or like situation but on the other side, you're clearing so much room for like this goodness to come in. And so if you can just remind people of that, which is way harder to do when they're in their shit, for sure. And same for us when we're in the middle of it. It's hard to go. Everything's going to be fine. It's like, but, you know, that's the importance of having the people around you, right? Like my friend group now and my support group of people I can call and talk to are all people that are going to say stuff like that to me. You know what I mean? I don't have anyone that I would call that would go, we should just go out to the bars and fuck it. Yeah, you're right. That sucks. Let's go. Like, I don't have people around like that anymore. I have people that can really hold the space and like point those things out in a loving way. And so um, that piece is really important, I think, for people to think about too. Not that that's what we were going to talk about, but knowing that like even us just texting back and forth, you know what I mean? It's like those little tiny things, those are important. Those are like big things that a lot of people don't think about. So paying attention to things you say, um, and the words, spelling spells, it's a thing. (laughs) So you have to be careful with the words you use. It is hard though. Yeah, it is hard. And actually it's funny because you're like, not that that's what we're going to talk about. And then I look over at my computer and like the first question that like I was going to bring up today was someone asked how we can help calm our horses in moments of distress and communicate to them if they're distrustful. 
And like, how do you emotionally deal with an animal who tells you they're upset with things you can't change for them? And that like totally ties into what everything you were just saying. (laughs) Of course it does. (laughs) Of course it does. Yeah. So yeah, because I feel like when animals are in distress, we get so, I say we, not all of us, but not all the time, but I feel like it is very easy to get so wrapped up in the problem that you become the problem. Like that is the biggest thing. And people forget to, I mean, I do it all the time where Mm -hmm. like, you just forget to like check your own energy first and remind yourself, like, if I am not in a right space where I need to be, how am I going to help my herd bound horse or my spooky horse or whatever, if you're like ungrounded. So yeah, yeah. it is important to like go, Oh, I do it all the time. Okay, so making sure that anyone that ever watches any of these episodes understand that we literally go through the same stuff. We may be faster at catching ourselves and have more tools and more practice coming back into the moment and like regulating, but it doesn't mean it doesn't still happen. (laughs) Like I was just telling you this morning, we were cleaning and it was so loud. The rain was so loud and I could faintly, and I don't even know if I actually heard her or if I just like, heard her and I like look up and my mom is in the stall <laughs> with the horse and the situation there's a blanket and and she was she was like ah and the horse is like ah and you know and I came in and I could just like you could walk through the stall I was like walking to like like there was so much tension and I was like right like breathe and I was like mom start ho ho and I was like no <laughs> no so I'm sitting here having to like really ground and it's not something that I have to think about I don't think anymore and I've always been the kind of person that can walk into a situation like that and stay really grounded and that's probably deeply rooted in me from like childhood trauma but it is something that I've always had and and there are reasons there are reasons for it right but it's something that I've looked at as like this is a good thing especially when you're doing horses and and, you know, and it, it was, there was like two, like of these like moments where the horse freaked out and she, oh, and I was like, mom. And it was like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, <laughs> but it's such a hard thing when you're in it. And I could see her shaking and, you know, and it was just like to be able to stay in your body and grounded in those moments to be able to like help the co-regulation happen is not easy unless it's like practiced and, and unless it's like something that you practice and feel and then know that you have to go back to it so it you know it is hard for I mean it's hard to win those moments you know what I mean yeah and I think the practice element is something that is like so important too because I used to be like oh I don't have time to meditate and now it's like I don't have time not to meditate like I'm gonna make it a priority and it doesn't have to be some big elaborate thing like I We'll take a walk in the morning or, you know, do whatever to like, just set your vibration on in like a better space, either at the beginning of the day or before you go out to the barn, but also just knowing that like your horse might have certain triggers or certain things. And, um, I used to do this all the time where I would know that my horse had an issue and I would wait till last minute. And then I'd be like, Oh, we're going to work through it, you know? And then it it was a whole thing and no amount of like telling yourself you're going to be grounded in the current moment will make up for the fact that like this is a living breathing being that has to work through their own stuff aside from you and like if you don't 
work on those little baby steps up until that. I mean, yeah, practice is like a big thing. And especially, so we were kind of talking about like the herd bound stuff. And that's a question that I get all the time is like, my horse doesn't want to leave other horses. Um, and one of the, one of the things that people do when they go out with their horses is they like take them away right away. You know what I mean? Like you go out, you halter them, you take them away from your other horses every single time. There's not a lot of people who, I think because it's so commonplace to do that, you know what I mean? Like they're not always herd bound and like, it's just so it's a normal thing to do to like, go get your horse, take them out. But not a lot of people will do the long hello, which is what horses, a horse called it that one time. And then it stuck as a symbol. I need a long hello. Oh, or you like know you who go was? was it Coda? Cause she, I remember, I heard that and I was like, oh, long hello. And she would get here after she talked to you and she would do a whole lap around the property. And she's like, I need to save a good 15 minutes because we need to do a long hello before we start. And that is so awesome. It might've been Coda because like the horse was like, I really need a moment to like hang out with you with my herd, you know, just holding space. And then, and then I think some, a step that gets skipped too. like horses will say, a lot of times in training, I go from A to B to Z. Like I skip all the things in between. And a lot of times that refers to like their actual like training practices. But like, I think if you always are taking them away, there are those little steps where like, how come no one rides like among the other horses or grooms their horses like loose in with the other, like that's like such an important thing for so many horses that kind of gets missed that ultimately like if I look at a pattern creates a lot of that like just anxiety away from their friends because to us we might have had this horse for 10 years but you're visiting the horse maybe one two hours out of the day in those 10 years and then putting him back and he only knows of you that you take him out and you do new things and different things and Kenny always trusts you and your energy is not always the same so I would say like one of the biggest things for like herd bound horses is just spending time with them among the herd, grooming them, doing whatever, and then leaving. Do you have like a, um, do you have something to say on that just from like a training standpoint? Like, cause I know it's kind of cool to work with you because you work with people and their horses like real time and you have a lot in the past. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. The last, the last three three horses I had at clinics, um, that people had that were herd bound and actually had come with, how does that even happen with the, um, had come with their herd bound buddy actually. And so, oh, two, the last two. And so what we were able to do was work with it real time. Like, and it was interesting. And I, I guess I have to really think about this when we talk about our belief systems and us creating, situations and scenarios in our own lives because of how we're vibrating, right? There is this element of, in one situation, um, a, a woman and her partner had come with both of their horses and um, she was new into horses actually and gotten into horses with him. And, and that was the thing. She followed his horse and him everywhere. And oh, we can't separate them. And I was like, okay, well, let's work with that. And so I had taken them and I said, where can we go? Like, how far can we get until the horse says I'm worried? Like, let's not go blasting past threshold, right? It's like, 
where is it? Where does this happen? And she goes, oh, we can't walk more than two feet. And I'm like, belief, right? Her belief, not horse belief, her belief. So just from her having that thought, we can't go farther than two feet without my horse freaking out is a belief that she has. And so automatically that kicks her nervous system into that sympathetic before they even walk away. She's already having a full-blown story about what's going to happen when she walks away. And so I took the horse. <laughs> I was like, okay, if we're not going to make it to the other side of the arena. So I took the horse and I separated the two of them. And I said, okay, I want, I walked with her and I said, I want you to only pay attention to how you feel walking away from your partner and his horse. And you tell me when you start to feel anxious and she got probably a foot away and she's like, where, and I stopped her. So instead of me working the horse, I actually worked her and I had the horse, but the horse was, he was just low chilling. And so it was interesting because normally what you would do is you would work the horse next to the say, like, I don't know, horsemanship stuff is sort of work the horse next to the thing and take it away and let it rest, work the horse next to the, that's what I used to do. When really I just did it with the lady, I took the lady to threshold and I said, where is it in your body? And I said, what, what is that body part saying? And as she unwound slow little increment steps, which goes really along with the long, long hello, you don't need to go ripping the horse away from the thing, right? It's like, stay in it. Like, are you already feeling anxious before you take the horse out? You know, like, how do you actually feel about thinking about taking your horse away from the herd if you've had that prior experience? But so what we did was yeah, I worked her, you know, we stopped breathe through it. What's the message? Stop, breathe through it. We got to the other side of the arena. The horse never cared, not a single time, but the lady had this huge expression. There was tears. There was stuff about abandonment that came up. Like it was this whole thing through her entire system. And it did turn into, it was her, right? It was her leaving her partner, but it was her projection of, but I think people forget. And it's crazy because we talk about it all the time, but we don't really talk about what does it actually mean? right? Like when you have a belief or a story, your shit affects them. But to what level are you actually diving into that? Probably. I don't think people do very much. It's much easier to go. It's a training problem. We have to fix the training problem, right? When it's like, is this a you problem or a them problem? So it's like couples therapy. I take them apart and I go, okay, whose story is this, that it's not safe to go away? Whose story is it? And it was really hers. Um, and the crazy thing about that session is we got to the other side of the arena started talking about the mother wound, which is like a huge and swarmed with dragonflies. It was the craziest thing, <laughs> the craziest thing. Um, we tried to capture it on video, but it was like, you couldn't even, it was just thousands. It was the wildest thing, but that's what it ended up being. And for the rest of the clinic, they just worked on, you know, I'm feeling this. It's not, it's not my horse's story. You know what I mean? And so it was the awareness of that actually, put her back into control of the situation. You know what I mean? And then was able to sort of work through it in a different way where she was like, let me regulate myself. And then my horse gets to have his own experience, right? It's always back to self, regulate yourself first because you're not helping anyone from that state anyways. And then the horse just sort of jumped on board. So that's my experience as of late with the um, herd bound stuff. Not to say that's always what it is, right? Because they do get attached to each other. Um, but I think it's, they're gravitated to who they feel safest with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you can be the safer thing in the situation, then the, the issue kind of goes away. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like I had an experience like that recently with Bro and Lockie on like a much smaller scale, but like every time I would go to like guide him to the left, um, I'd be like, oh, he has a hard time going to the left, like automatically labeled it before. Like I even gave him a chance to like, before I even put my hand up and like giving him the <laughs> chance to be like who he is today. I'm like, oh, he has a hard time going to the left. And he was like, okay, let's work through it. So we do like one circle. And then he's like, all right, we're going to do two circles now. And immediately he's like, what the fuck just happened to you? Like your whole body stiffened up. And I was like, uh, I don't know, but let's try it. So like we try it. And then I realized that, and then I was like, I think it's because you said I have to do two circles and I can't remember where I started. And I don't like the idea of having to do two perfect circles because when I trained in the past and it was like a whole thing where like trainers in the past have told me I had terrible geometry, which I do. I've always told myself I'm bad at math. Can't really visualize where I'm going. And so as soon as he was like, okay, we're just going to go a little bit longer than you did before. Fucking perfect two circles, like just walking them around, like totally. So it is funny how we limit ourselves before we even get started too. Like, like with that lady, she totally, before she even got started, she was like, oh, two feet. And it's so easy to do that. (laughs) It's so easy. It's so easy and it's, it's harder when you're in it. You know what I mean? It's easy to look on the outside and go, oh, that's what you're doing. But when you're in it and that's where this whole, like, have grace with yourself comes in, right? When you're like, oh, maybe I am doing that. You know, don't be hard on yourself about it. It's just this, it's just information. Like your horse is giving you information right now. This horse over here feels much safer than you do. (laughs) And don't be hard on yourself for that. It's like, it's just information. Well, what can I do right now in this moment? to bring safety, the energy of safety to myself, you know, where am I not creating safety for myself and my own body? Um, and then let that permeate beyond you and share that you're not putting it on. You're not controlling with, it's like, be it and then see what happens. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like your thoughts affect your body, your, your belief systems affect the way, you know, when you said your body tightened up where you're like, cause your brain went, Nope, can't. (laughs) <laughs> contract I can't I can't I can't do it I know he was like you look like you're about to walk off a plank and I was like I am <laughs> right but then you think about like how the primitive brain works it's it is life or death you know your body thinks oh, I'm surviving or I'm not you know what I mean it's like so to to know how to work with that stuff it's like a huge deal um that's all the horses do with each other like all day long that's all they know you know what I mean it's like like that's the speaking the language. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. What time is it? We can close with that. I don't know. I feel good to you? Yeah, that was good. I mean, I thought that was great. Super yeah. fun. <laughs> We're just figuring this out, you guys. We're just figuring this out. You have to. Um. So we wanted to end. Yeah. With- hopefully they had fun too, and we're not just like. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for spending time with us today. I will say if you feel like this situation feels familiar to you, maybe play with the long hello. Spending time in the pasture or in the stall with your horse before you take them away and really check in with how you feel about it. You can bring a journal in, you know, check in with your story versus their story and just kind of see what information you get from there. And if you do try it, please feel free to share what you guys experience was in the comments. 
Uh, if you enjoy this, like it, share it with your people. Oh, yeah. Shh. Shh. And you can learn more about Shaylee at A Guided Voice on Instagram and Facebook. I am on Facebook and Instagram as well, Amber Leidick. Um, I have a master class about to launch. Shaylee has um, an animal communication course that she is about to launch. So follow us, like us, let us know how you feel about this episode. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>